There are three parts to our resume strategy here at Work Wonders Careers. And when our clients use all three of these tactics together, they land interviews nearly 100% of the time. Welcome back to Reimagining Ambition. Today, we're going to talk about our three-part resume strategy that actually gets results. Your relationship to work and your career have changed over the last few years. And that means the same old career advice just won't do. I'm Jen Walker-Wall, career strategist, resume writer, and founder of Work Wonders Careers. If you're looking to ditch overthinking and hustle culture and pursue work and life in alignment with your values and priorities, you're in the right place. Welcome to Reimagining Ambition. The reasons that we don't leverage a volume-based application approach is kind of twofold. I mean, one, our clients have some years of experience under their belt. They have some very clear goals. They're not simply willing to accept any job. So to be applying for just about any job doesn't make much sense. But the second reason that we don't have clients apply to hundreds of jobs is because I don't think it's a particularly effective strategy. Even when we have clients who are more active, more urgently searching, right? Really looking to make their next move sooner rather than later, like yesterday. I find that in order to actually land interviews for aligned jobs, you really want to focus on the alignment of your search and making sure those target roles really make sense and that your materials really make sense for those roles. I've been in a couple of workshops lately and I've gotten some questions and it's made me realize that I'm not sure people understand why our clients are so successful when it comes to using their resume to land a job or that they don't know how to be successful using their own resume. So I wanna just walk you through some of these steps. And some of them I've talked about quite a bit, but maybe I haven't put this all together. That's what this episode is really about. Step one is a strategic and optimized resume. And if you've heard me speak at all, you've heard me speak about this, right? This is the stuff I spend the most time of my life speaking about, okay? Your resume needs to be written with the reader in mind. We always start with folks making sure that they have clear target roles. And we make sure we have those because we don't start working on the resume until the target roles are defined. It's okay to apply for something outside of a target role once in a while. I'll talk more about that soon. But the bottom line is we need a target for your resume to be good. Your resume can only be so good when we're not comparing it to an actual job. So if you've ever applied for um, an assessment call as part of the process we have to accept new clients. Like I've, you might've gotten an email from me saying, thank you for sending your resume. Can I see a sample job posting? Because what I'm assessing for in those moments is what else does this resume need? Not just generic broad sweeping, you know, resume good practices. Those are helpful. Some people need those, but everyone who is applying for jobs online needs a resume that demonstrates those qualifications quickly, clearly, and concisely. I've spoken about resumes so much. You can find blog posts and YouTube videos 
of me talking about resumes. So do that if you need it. But let me just recap a few highlights here. A resume needs to be easy to read and easy to read quickly. So it's fine to take up more than one page, particularly if you have, you know, nearly 10 years of experience or more. We want healthy margins. We want a little white space. You really don't need to worry about just squeezing as much information on a single page as possible. That doesn't always make for an easy to read resume. When I'm writing resumes, I simply do not think about applicant tracking systems at all. I would never bring up applicant tracking systems with clients if there was not this pervasive narrative about how they're doing the lion's share of the recruiter's job. That wasn't my experience when I was involved in the hiring process. Those applicant tracking systems, which there are many at this point doing many things with a lot of features that you have to pay for and a lot of people don't, they are tools that recruiters use, but I don't see them as doing the job of a recruiter at least for right now. So I write resumes for human readers. I'm also a firm believer in tailoring your resume. I'm going to speak a little bit more about why we tailor resumes in just a moment. And just to recap here, if you don't have clear target roles, start there. Don't worry about your resume until you know what your resume is supposed to do for you. What kind of opportunities is it supposed to help you create and connect to? That's the first question that you need to answer. And it does not need to be definitive, okay? These are not hard boundaries around target roles. You are welcome to find other things and realize that could be a good fit and pursue it. But in order to get going, you wanna have some target roles. So give yourself permission to identify a couple direct, a direction or two, right? That you could be headed. Get clear on what those jobs and their qualifications look like then we can start really thinking about what a great resume is going to be. The bottom line is that most resumes I see are good and not bad, but sometimes good, especially when there's tons of applicants in a tight market, sometimes good isn't good enough. And oftentimes what I see in a good resume is that the resume focuses on the applicant at the expense of the job and the people doing the hiring for the job. And it can feel too generic. It isn't always clear why you're applying for the job or what your qualifications are. And sometimes people spend way too much effort on the design and presentation of the experience rather than communicating the value of that experience itself. You probably know we write resumes for clients. So if you are like, take this off my hands, I don't wanna think about this, then just come on over to our website, click on over to our services and you can complete an assessment to work with us in our resonate resume writing services. But let me continue, okay? Because step two is really key here and I think a lot of people are missing it right now. The second reason our clients are so good at consistently generating interviews by applying online using their resume is that they are generally very well qualified for the vast majority of jobs that they're applying for. I've had so many people ask me lately, like, how do I get past the qualifications if I don't have them? And that's actually not really what a good resume is able to do. Like a good resume conveys your qualifications. If you don't have those qualifications, your resume is probably going to be weaker than other folks in the applicant pool. I know that's not what people wanna hear, 
I know that that can be a very tough pill to swallow. But I don't think I would be doing my job and setting people up for success if I didn't kind of remind them of that reality. A resume conveys your qualifications. That's why knowing what the target jobs are is so important, right? And you're asking too much, quite frankly, of your resume, especially in a job market that's this tight, to try and help you generate interviews for jobs that you're simply not well qualified for. Now, let me offer some additional thoughts and caveats. That, that is the main point here, but let me, let me offer a couple of other things here. Can you throw a Hail Mary once in a while? You know, can you be a little underqualified and not like wholly unqualified? 100% yes. And do clients sometimes get traction throwing a Hail Mary or, you know, aiming for a job that's just a little bit out of reach? Yes, they do. So for folks who are more passive job seekers, who are maybe in a really good position professionally and like kind of hesitant to think about leaving unless something magical, you know, lands in front of them. These are the people who tend to succeed in these Hail Mary type jobs because they're happy to sort of put themselves forward only for things that are really exciting them. And they're not put off by the fact that like, if it doesn't work out because they're underqualified, they're not stuck in a crappy job still. Like they're still happy with what they're doing and they're just, they're just shooting their shot. You know, we don't hate that. We love that around here. But if you are someone eagerly and realistically more urgently looking for your next opportunity, you need to remember that in most cases, there's a lot of applicants in these applicant pools. That, in my mind, increases the likelihood that there are lots of well-qualified people in the applicant pool. Being the well-qualified candidate is going to make your job search so much easier in general, but right now, perhaps in particular. A quick word to those of you who are looking to make a transition and uh, are feeling a little frustrated, perhaps, or disappointed or stressed at hearing this perspective. I want you to think about the skills and experience that you can really leverage in this process and consider how you can pivot based on the experience that you do have. So think about what's in the middle between the experience you have and the role you currently have and that kind of golden opportunity that's just a little bit out of reach. What is in the middle? What's possible here? What kind of experience can you get now that leverages what experience and qualifications you do have that could also set you up for that kind of role in the future? I also just want to say that your pivot or career transition, a lot of those moves are not single job moves. Sometimes they are, you know, two years ago, it wouldn't have been a big deal to switch industries and switch functions in one foul swoop here, but that's not where we're at right now for most, most sectors, right? So think about making this a multi-step move. Think about how you can best leverage the experience you do have and what experience is essential for you to gain so that you are a top applicant for the target roles you actually want in the future. Another quick note here. I sort of hesitate to 
broadcast. That's what a podcast is, right? Like this is not a conversation I'm having with a specific client. This is a, a podcast that literally anyone on the planet can download. So I sort of hate to be broadcasting a take that could confirm for people some fears around their inadequacies. I don't think that's, that's not what I'm intending to do, but I think this could land that way. So I want to tell you what I also see happening simultaneously, right? There are people who do not know how to communicate their qualifications, who aren't really sure what their qualifications are or feel really intimidated or unsure about the experience and qualifications that they do have. I really want to encourage you to make sure you are communicating the qualifications and experience you do have. Step number three, this is where if people aren't getting results, it's usually because of number three. So this step is just as critical as the other two but it sounds like it could be optional. It's not optional. You have to give your resume ample opportunity to work for you. You cannot use your resume once, apply to a dream job. I'm using air quotes, dream job, because I don't actually believe in dream jobs, but let's say that construct helps you. Think about a job that's really exciting. You cannot use your resume to apply for that job, get an email saying thanks, but no thanks, and decide that your resume isn't working. That's not how this works. That's not, that's not what we're testing your resume for. We're not testing to see if your resume can work for a single job. We might be hopeful that it works for a single job, but we need to think more strategically and more long-term about how to use your resume. Here's the formula that we ask our clients to aim for. And when they hit this, when they hit these numbers, they're landing interviews. Yes, even right now, okay? We ask our clients to aim for between four to eight targeted, tailored applications for at least two months before we do any major revisions to their resume. So let me just unpack a little bit you probably understand the four to eight applications, right? Much less than dozens or even hundreds of jobs a month targeted. This means it's a job you might actually want. The threshold for applying for a job is not, I definitely want this job. You might feel that way, that's great. But a lot of times, especially people who are coming from crappy jobs and crappy experiences, you're gonna be like, is this job that good? I don't know. I thought the last one was going to be good. I was wrong. I see this all the time. So the baseline, right, the threshold for saying, yes, this goes in the, applic the applicant pool this week is, do you want to learn more about this job? Would learning more help you decide if you would accept it eventually? Right? So we're not committing. We're just posing the question, do we want to learn more? And we want the applications to be targeted because we don't want to waste your time. If you're seeing a job with a ton of red flags, or things you're not interested in, what are we doing? I'll say more on that in a minute, but really we want you focusing on roles you actually want. There's nothing more compelling than a qualified, enthusiastic applicant. So that's what we're trying to set you up for. 
Now, what does a tailored application mean? It means that you have taken the time to make sure that your resume aligns with the qualifications of the job you're applying for. We have a specific strategy for doing this. We call it the summary of qualifications, I know. Very creative, really out of the box. But this is where probably 90% of the tailoring for our resumes actually happens for our clients. Sometimes it's 100%. We really wanna make this as easy as possible for clients to do. And using the summary of qualifications in this way really helps us set the tone and frame their experience by focusing on the most relevant parts of their experience. Now, the other element here, call this the three T's, right? Targeted, tailored, and time. Your resume and your job search need time. I know it's very tempting to hit up submit and then reload your inbox for the rest of the day, but the hiring process, which you can't avoid if you want a job really, is going to need time to unfold. And by asking people to give this process at least eight weeks and for it there to be at least four to eight applications per month over the course of those eight weeks. So we're looking at eight to 16 applications, ideally in a two month period. We're giving ourselves enough time and ultimately enough data to, to try and make some assessment at the end of this time period. Now, the vast majority of our clients are landing interviews in six to eight weeks here. Now, it's really gonna depend on a few things. It could depend on your function, talent acquisition, human resources, um, product folks, a lot of tech jobs. Like some jobs are just really tight right now but also there are people applying for government jobs. And that hiring process, I, I, don't, know how to, I don't know how to even predict that, but it's, you're gonna need more than you know, two months. So we'll, we'll have to you know, pay attention and be consistent in those applications and try to revise you know, when we think we, we may have enough data to do so. The reality is that people wanna make an assessment about their resume really quickly, but jobs every single day are posted, taken down, put on hold, Hiring managers or other stakeholders are out of the office unexpectedly or expectedly, and it slows the whole thing down. There are hundreds of applicants and it's taking people time to get through the process. There are so many reasons it takes a long time for you to land a job that have nothing to do with you, quite honestly. And so this focus on having clients apply to a certain amount of jobs over a certain period of time helps them focus on the part of this that they can control, which is not the timeline of any of these hiring processes, but instead on the output that they can create in this time period. Now I said I would circle back to this. For those of you who are not working right now, you may have the time to apply for more than four to eight applications per month. I'll, I'll concede that. I don't know that most people really have the capacity to apply for more than four to eight applications strategically, clearly, with intent and enthusiasm. But let's just say you're like, I want to do more. I would feel better doing more. Okay then, by all means, spray and pray your way through this process after you hit that four to eight job application mark, okay? 
You're welcome to do all the spraying and praying you want after that. Your resume will probably be better, better for it from the process you've been through. So maybe it'll increase the odds. I'm not trying to restrain the total number of applications you can use. I'm trying to improve the odds of you hearing back from any of those applications. And that requires intention, strategy, direction, right? And that's not what this volume-based spray and pray approach is. So you have my permission to apply for more than four to eight jobs if you have the bandwidth and interest too. But what I really want to encourage you to do is to start with four to eight targeted, tailored applications per month. Now, as you begin this process for yourself, here are a few final recommendations and observations. I want to encourage you to track your work, track the roles you're applying for, track the resume, cover letter, whatever application materials you're using and tailoring. If you bring someone like me on to help, or if I'm working with you, what this does is it allows me to see how well these applications are aligned to the, the job posting. You can also keep track of your numbers. Like, have you gotten to four to eight applications? Sometimes just doing one job application feels like eight, but it doesn't have that impact. So, you know, every step of the job search process can weigh on us and be heavy, but we want to like actually track applications out the door. So we can keep I really encourage you to do that. Start a spreadsheet, find some way to track your work. If you're not hearing back within eight, eight weeks or so, I want you to check and make sure that you met the minimum amount of jobs to see results. Now, if you're a more passive job seeker, then, then this may not, you may not need this. Like it, it may not be reflective, right? If you're just applying to one job every couple months and you're not in a hurry, these metrics and process may not be exactly what you need in this moment, but if you are trying to land a job and you are not landing jobs, but you are applying for jobs, check to see how many you've actually applied for. So a lot of times when I ask people, they'll say, I've been applying for jobs for months. Well, I've applied for 12 jobs in six months. Um, and that's not a terrible number, but that's a pretty long time frame. So we don't really know like what's gone on in that, in those organizations or the, to those jobs or, I just don't think that's necessarily consistent enough. It's okay for a passive search, but it's probably not going to help active job seekers see the results that they wanna see. Now, the second thing, and the people that I work closely with who are our clients, this is not typically their problem. This is usually the problem of people who come to work with me as new clients. They're simply not tailoring their resumes as clearly and concisely as they could be. The good news is this is an easy fix. When people see how closely their resume can align to a particular job posting, it really boosts their confidence. Like they get very excited to apply, which is not something I get, you know, not something everyone can say for their job search. Uh, but I really do firmly believe that making sure those applicant application materials are aligned and speaking plainly, directly, clearly to those qualifications can be a real game changer for people. Now, remember, your resume is not gonna work for 100% of the jobs that you use it for. That's okay. It's not supposed to do that. that. That would be bananas, right? Where I like to see our clients is in the 20% to 50% ROI on these applications, okay? Not everyone is there. You really just need one job to, to kind of manifest 
that offer that you're looking for. But I would say the vast majority of our clients end up in the 20 to 50% range. Some are so selective and precise that they're, you know, they're getting like 80 or 90%. I've seen that. I've seen that this year. And that's really a reflection of their expertise and niche and just being an exceptionally good fit for the jobs that they want. And then, like I said, most people in the 20 to 50% range, but I see people land jobs in the 10% range, which is also common in really competitive fields right now. Now, I'm not sharing this process to be obtuse about like what's going on in the world. I'm not. I think there's very legitimate reasons beyond our control that is making it difficult for people to get jobs. But in my corner of the world, I am also seeing people be successful in this endeavor. I'm seeing people revise their resumes, refine their approach, and land interviews. And I believe that this is possible for you as well. I hope that by sharing the behind the scenes of our three-part resume strategy, you see some opportunities to make some tweaks, some upgrades. And of course, if you need help, that's what we're here for. We have a full suite of resume services, ranging from a strategy session done with you on a Zoom call in a Google Doc together, all the way up to us taking that resume cover letter and LinkedIn summary right off your hands and done for you. These are our resume resume services. You can check those out. We also work very intensely on people's resume in the career coaching and strategy services that we offer. So if you look at Align, if you look at Elevate, we work on your resume. It's more of a co-creation. So we, I, we will provide some direction. We will make some edits. We'll expect you to make some edits with us based on our direction. We'll look at it together. Both of those services will make sure that your resume is in a much, much, much better place than when we found it. And then finally, in our career collective community, we have a special sub-community, if you will, for job seekers called the Job Search Club. And you get access to our community-based offering. So inside this offering, we offer rapid reviews. So twice a month, you get to submit your resume for feedback from me or my team, helping you really align your resume and make those improvements. And we'll look at your work, we'll tell you what to do and make those uh, iterative improvements as we go. We also host office hours uh, every month so job seekers can drop in and ask questions and get feedback and keep moving. And we also have a lively community channel, which you are welcome to ask questions or share updates in. So really no matter sort of where your budget is or how you want to approach this, like we have a way to help you elevate your resume and make sure that it works for you because it should. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time here at Reimagining Ambition. Take care. Thanks for joining us this week on Reimagining Ambition. While you're here, please hit subscribe or follow and make sure you always get our latest episodes. And if you'd like endless gratitude from yours truly, please consider leaving a review. It really helps our podcast attract new listeners. If you're looking for a hands-on career, job search, and resume support, well, that's what we do best. Come on over to workwonderscareers.com and learn how we help mission-driven professionals like you make career moves that matter.